Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I would like to welcome you to Organic News, where I provide you guys with unbiased, unedited information about COVID-19. I'll be your host with the most, C-Cup, a.k.a. Caleb Kuberschmidt. Today, we're going to be talking about fake news, and we are with a special guest, my friend Luke Havens. What to do? Let's get started. So today, guys, we're going to be talking about an article published by Carrie Rivera. It is titled, Good News, Coronavirus Destroyed by Chlorine Dioxide. Um, for those of you that don't know, chlorine dioxide is basically like equivalent to bleach or the chemic, chemical buildup of bleach. So, um, Luke, have you heard any news about possibly using bleach to kill the virus? I have, I have. You have? What are your thoughts on that? Unfortunately, people are actually tuning into this and actually listening to what these people are saying. For, uh, for me, I don't personally believe it. I mean, you're not really supposed to ingest bleach any way. Yeah. So it's kind of a little sketchy to me, but um, I don't think she has any points that will kind of stand out to me or it doesn't really just make sense in general yeah that's definitely true um so actually she got her idea by a guy named jim humble uh he's the founder of the genesis 2 church of health and healing um it's a uh kind of cult type is what it's described at least among like abc and cnn um but basically, a guy named Jim Humble said that why he was in, I can't remember if it's South Asian or South African forest, that he figured out a way to get rid of malaria and like malaria cases in the villages that he was, uh, you know, kind of working around. And he said that it was a MMS, a miracle mineral substance. So, basically, it just had bleach in it, and, of course, the FDA didn't approve of it, because we all know that drinking bleach is probably not the smartest. Yeah, right. So, that's just a little background about this and um, where she's getting her information from. We did do a research check. Uh, She says that she's a doctorate, but we can't find anywhere, you know, where she graduated or what degree she got, which is kind of suspicious, but... We'll get into that later when we talk about uh, the source reliability. So I'm going to do a little rundown for you guys tuning in. We're going to be doing our next topic is the source reliability. So we're going to be talking about, you know, how reliable she is as a source. And would you use this, you know, if you were talking to other people? Um, Then we have a little sponsor. Then we're going to fact check and discuss what we found at factcheck.org and then lastly we're going to talk a little bit about the logical fallacies and then sum it up for you guys and you know let you guys go back on your work day alrighty guys so if you guys are wondering uh, we're talking about her credibility right now Luke 
Uh, have you ever heard of a uh, Carrie Rivera? Uh, I have not. Okay. Um. Well, from your printout, you can see she is a, you know, decently well-known author that works for, uh, I can't really, yeah, we don't see, that is weird. No company on, that is weird. So I guess she's more of a, you know, blogger, like personal. Um, she has a lot of blogs, you know. Uh, her most recent, besides this corona one, is Kill, Cure, Stop, How to Heal the Coronavirus Epidemic. Huh. So, I mean, as we can tell, what she mentioned last time was bleach, so we don't know yeah. how well <laughs> this next plan's going to go. Better, so. Um, You know, you're a college student, right? I am. So, you know, you're taking English classes and stuff. Do you think that your English teacher would consider this a uh, appropriate source? Uh, well, being she has, I would say, no history of being an actual doctor that we know of. She may have or may not have, but we, as a <clears throat> person looking in, we can't see. So, yeah, I would probably say not a very good source. Yeah. I definitely would have to agree with that because, you know, looking in, it's it's missing a lot of the criteria that we need to make it reliable. Um, I mean, we have an author, but, you know, just because we have an author doesn't make it reliable. We got to fact check it and stuff. And um, we have to ask ourselves, especially when it comes to, like, things we don't know, like, like how well does this person know about it, you know? Yeah. Because you just don't want to be listening to, you know, basically people's opinions when you're trying to find facts. Especially when you're writing stuff. Um, alrighty, guys. It looks like we actually have a sponsor here. And we'll tune back in with you guys right after this sponsor video. I'm JJ Hotting. As an ex-professional race car driver, I'm used to taking a few risks. Which isn't always a good thing. Proof of insurance, please. That's why I'm insured by Direct Auto and Life Insurance. I can get a great rate regardless of my driving history. They understand that no one's perfect. It's just a warning. Get that taillight fixed. I'll race right to the auto store now. Safely, of course. Call, click, or come in today and save up to 25% with discounts from Direct Auto. Alrighty, guys. We're back after that quick commercial break. Um, So right now we're just going to be talking about, you know, fact-checking her article uh, we actually have factcheck.org pulled up right now. Great source. Uh, it gives you the true information about the story. You know, it gives you more background. And that's actually where uh, most of that background that I was telling you guys about earlier in this episode, uh, I've got it from factcheck. And uh, on the website here, just basically says, you know, what I told you guys earlier, a little background story of uh, where the idea came from. Uh, who originated the idea and things like that. They also have plenty of sources, so you know you're getting the right information. And uh, after fact-checking her article, you know, we can tell that, obviously, the FDA has not approved this idea, like what we obviously talked about. Not. Yeah, because... Somebody, <laughs> you, can't, you can't drink bleach. Yeah, you can't drink bleach. Uh, 
Safely, at least. Yeah, and that's what he was trying to argue, which was the funny thing. It was, it was like, you, I can ingest this much without having... Well, some of that is true. I mean, I've read studies, I guess, over bleach consumption, and the only recommended safe ingestments not it's like maybe a capful yeah like, and that's what he, that's kind of what he was but. saying which was really weird but you know it's okay because at the end of the day you know we can always just fact check which we yeah, did right so we can provide our listeners with the most unbiased ladies and gentlemen it is uh, a proven fact that you should not ingest bleach large 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 amounts of bleach, bleach. Which a so, large amount is Anything, you know, I guess over a bottle cap. And there's plenty of measurements, you know, that are gonna they're with those websites. Um so we fact check for you guys. Most of the things she says because she brings up, you know, that uh some people in the US it, which is really weird because she gets very political about the whole like Topic, you know, she basically says that the U.S. is using coronavirus to um, kind of distract Americans, but distract she doesn't say Americans. distract them from what is which is. Hmm. And so right now we can tell she's obviously biased as an author. Yeah, more than likely. Mm-hmm. If she's bringing up like personal conspiracy theories and right. things like that. Right. But another thing she said was that uh, you can ingest about 2.19 uh, milligrams of bleach, which is oddly specific. Um, but, you know, if you fact check it, you can tell that it's not that much. It's no. less than that, which... You know, kind of makes even the facts that she's stating, quote unquote, just makes it even kind of more suspicious, especially if you're trying to find out right information about, like, how should I be taking cautionary steps towards, you know, not spreading other people or right. not getting myself sick. Right. And I feel like most of the time, you know, we can check with, like, the CDC. And the CDC said that, like, yeah, let's not drink bleach. <laughs> so, you know... And I'm not trying to be biased or anything. I'm just no, saying, you know, that's uh, we all know that, that that is a good source. Right, correct. And it's a governmental-backed-up source. So We're safe there. Yes, we are safe there. We're going to actually deep dive into this more because she talked uh, – she used a lot of logical fallacies, which just helps us, you know, break it down and be like, okay, can I trust this person? Why can I not trust them? And we'll talk more about, like, the techniques that she used. Alrighty, guys, as promised, we're going to be deep diving in on the article, talking a little bit about logical fallacies. Uh, for you listeners who don't know what a logical fallacy is, it is uh, common errors in reasoning that will undermine the logic of your argument. So basically what they're saying is, you know, errors that make your argument not as valid and statements that just seem more like opinions than facts that you use in your argument. So right off the bat here, Ms. Rivera uh, started off by saying, according to a nice little abstract on P uh, PubMed, uh, for you listeners out there, I would not recommend using PubMed uh, because, Luke, do you know those memes 
the yeah. PubMed memes, you know, yeah. that's like, I have headache, Google's I have headache, has cancer. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that just really makes you want to question the rest of what she's saying. If, yeah, like, so it says, where is she getting the information from? Yeah, for sure. Um, she continues on saying, basically, that 2.19 milligrams of the bleach in wastewater completely killed the virus. Uh, so... A logical fallacy that we can easily find in this is false authority, you know? And false authority is, like, when you try to back up your argument by saying, this person said it, and that person's not qualified. Like, what we were talking about earlier, you know, with, like, we wouldn't really qualify PubMed as being a... Like, especially taking on something, like, where the CDC would do control, like experiments with the virus like why would PubMed do that like that's just a little far-fetched yeah and she later on goes on saying yes chlorine dioxide is effective against the coronavirus and like then just continues to go on a spiel but like never really lists evidence and it just kind of sounds like she's circling you know yeah she says here when I feel myself getting sick, cold, flu, fever, etc., chlorine dioxide is what I turn to to knock out viruses in early stages and so the illness does not progress. So she's saying she has done this many times before. Yeah, which is... So she's self-testing, I guess, with this? Yeah, basically, like saying but that... how do we know it's true? Yeah, so that's where she gets into basically, like... You can't bring your own opinions into arguments well, because personal, it, personal, and well, I guess and like uh, intervention, yeah, kind of I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. So that just makes you even, yeah, that's a great point. Like just okay because you did it. Like that's me. one person. You know you can't like people don't like what the FDA does. You know they test on multiple different people. You can't like construct an entire person. you know world thing off one person doing it um oh oh i'm actually getting a message saying that we are out of time okay um well we'll just do a quick little summary for you guys if you guys are just tuning in uh today on organic news we talked about uh an article published by miss uh rivera titled good news coronavirus destroyed by chlorine dioxide. Uh, We fact-checked it, you know, did a little background information, found out where she was getting her sources. Uh, We're going to rate the source. Uh, I personally rate the source, you know, on reliability at a scale of 1 to 10, like 1 being not even a chance, like little kid coloring, or 10, you know, being... I would use this in my English paper. I would give it probably a like four or five. That's just yeah. me personally because, you know, there's a ton. I found within literally a two-page article, 15 logical fallacies. Right. Right. So, you know, it just makes it harder on me. You know, like, do I want to use this? So, I mean, that was my rating. What do you, what do you rate at? My rating would be pretty similar to yours because... We're pretty much similar in the way we're viewing this. Uh, 
this here website or her page she had published. Um, pretty much, it there's too many alarms going off of me and her. She's, I feel she is not reliable due to where she's getting her information from and the self-testing is probably not the smartest idea. I would not recommend that. I do not condone that. So I would rate it around, yeah, maybe even a three or four. Three or four, yeah, I can definitely see that with the same reasons that you talked about. Um, so I'm just going to let you guys in on what you guys are expecting uh, for next episode. We're going to be talking about the popular uh, question that's going around is how many Americans think that brown cows make chocolate milk? Huh. What do you, do you think brown cows make chocolate milk? Absolutely not. <laughs> Smart man. Alrighty, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. Um, if you guys are looking for more information about the coronavirus, uh, I would recommend that you guys use CDC and, uh, Try to find sources that are backed by actual doctors so you guys can find new tips and other things about, you know, surviving now in quarantine and lockdown and uh, how to fight this coronavirus. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you.